Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash The Fan. Five o'clock, and Penix from the shotgun, snap, gonna give it up, and he didn't get it! He did not get there. The handoff, it was a read option. Penix put the ball in his gut, went down the line a little bit, gave it to him, and Oregon rose to the occasion. This is primetime on Pac-12 Championship Week. Brought to you by Mod PDX. The future of building is here. Online at modspdx.com. Primetime with Isaac and Suk on 1080. Eggs, breakfast, and go whoop ass. The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Wednesday. It's Rop and Souk. Sada. Sports Bros. Uh, I'm Rop. That's Big Souk right over there. Oh, I'm sports right Sada. now. I got the Wings and Rangers on Dead right Sada. now. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, my wings are actually halfway decent for once. Um, what was I going to tell you? I don't know. Did they get Patrick Kane? They did. That's right. With his weird hip. He's he, still playing. Uh, he's old as dirt, and he's coming off a, a hip resurfacing or hip resurfacing surgery, which apparently you don't come back from. But he's attempting to come back from it. He's so. like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's like thirty. I think he's like thirty six. Are you kidding me? Thirty six, thirty seven. So, yeah, he's he's old. Right. It's it's not a big deal. Captain America. Yeah. Well, if you are just t- tuning into our show, that is Will Ortner. He is in for Schultz today. Who was in for Swag? Who I don't know what he was doing. Oh, he did the pilot. He does game. the pilots. Oh, that's so that's right. why. So when you hear Will here, it's like this trickle down effect of yeah. Swigard has to do something else, and then Schultz has. Well, Swigard's to do... very important, so yeah. So it's just it's this whole thing. Schultz did the Schultz had to do the uh, leave here at seven, get home at eight, turn around and be back at the station at like five thirty. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. There's, Am I supposed to feel? There's no sympathy there no. from Rob. You're, Rob's, Rob's pulling a Dan Lanning right now. He's like, whatever. There's no sympathy. I mean, if you if you said he had to be back at the station at, you know, he left here at eight. Yeah, and he had to be back at the station at three. <laughs> then you'd feel. All right. I mean, a little bit, but come on, dude. It's kind of. I just I thought that was, that was freaking a radio. Short turnaround. We don't get sick here. <laughs> no, we don't it's, make it's, excuses. It's a here. choice. We talk with our helmet. <laughs> I will say from from Lanning's uh, perspective, there is not a lot of sympathy inside a a football locker room. Well, I would imagine in football, you just like you just, you just can't no. 
You, you just, just got to keep going. You just go. And you know? at this point, like everyone's limping, everyone hurts. Like you can't, you can't walk in and be like, "Oh, my back hurts," because nine other people will call you a p word and tell you about what hurts on them, and then they'll tell you to suck it up and, and go play. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, Dan Landing was already on our show today. Uh, he reiterated that being sick is a choice. Yes. I asked him, and I walked right into this. Yeah. I said, "When's the last time you were sick?" And he said, "I don't get sick." <laughs> there you go. That's so a, there you have it. That's a ball coach right there. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. Uh, we also had Hugh Offill from A on, and uh, Joey Harrington will join us at 5.30, and we'll get his thoughts on Oregon-Washington, whether he thinks it'll be a close game or not. And uh, then we're done for the – well, we got the club. You got the club. Don't forget about the club. Come on. I have – dude, in the club, I got to tell you this. I, I don't know if it's an irrational fear of just mine, mm-hmm. but death by wood chipper is oh. something that – seen Fargo one too many times, have you? It's just a – it's uh, – well, it depends on which side I'm going in. Yeah. Like well, the, there's a lot of... The head wood chipper doesn't scare me because it's just over. Feet first into a wood chipper? Now we're mm. now we're, we're talking. Dude. That's that's no good. Well, I have a real-life death by wood chipper story. <laughs> Don't Why wa- are you laughing? Well, uh, uh, have you ever seen uh, <laughs> Dale and Tucker versus Evil? No. You should. It's a fantastic movie. But if you have a uh, fear of a wood chipper, it's only going to... It's only going to intensify it, but it's a, it's the same guys that did like uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Okay. It's like in that style, and it's called Dale and Tucker versus Evil, and it's it's worth a spin. Like, we also well, have you've seen it, right? I, I can't remember if I oh. saw that one or the zombie one. I thought you were not, but it's 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 worth a spin. They're funny. Also in the club, we have the newest in Kink Fads. Oh, all right. I think you'd be interested in this. I'm always intrigued. Let's go. That'll be 6-7. to seven. And then we're out of here for the week. The Seahawks are on tomorrow. The Ducks are on Friday. So um, we got a lot to, to squeeze in here. Uh, right now, let's get to the hot 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics. Hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The hot 5 at 5 on primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. I debated whether to put this in there, but since you're a Mets fan, I'm going to put it yeah, in there. Yeah, I could see you doing the shrug like, eh, eh, really? I don't like, know, eh. but uh, let's just throw it in. Uh, the Mets get Luis Severino <laughs> from the uh, Yankees. Yeah, we're taking. This is a free agent signing. It wasn't a trade. Yeah. Thirteen million bucks are paying that dude one year, and he'll get hurt. But you know, he'll start maybe five games, <laughs> maybe if you're lucky. And we're taking the Yankees bench coach. We're taking their broken down starter. It's Thirteen like, million. Yeah. It's better than giving Degrom the hundred million that he wanted, and then he broke down after four games. Let's take a look at Severino. I don't think he. All I know about like anytime I think about him, all I think about is he is hurt. All the time. So last year, well, he pitched 18. He had 18 starts last season. Well, that's better than that's I would have thought. That's more than I thought. He's and under 30. The year before, he had 19 starts. He did have a almost a 70 RA last year, though, in those starts. He had no starts in Number 2021. Four. He missed entirely 2020 and <laughs> only had three starts in 2019. Hey, let's just say this. The final pieces are in place for the Mets. So he's doing better. <laughs> World Series, here we come. But at one time, he was pretty good. At one time. Seahawks-Cowboys tomorrow. That's a game you can hear right here on the fan. Running back Kenneth Walker of your Seattle Seahawks is doubtful. See that spread's like nine, nine and a half? Yeah, it's pretty high. Nice. 
Uh, the right guard, Phil Haynes, he is out. But it looks like uh, Leonard Williams on the defensive side and then uh, tight end Will Disley uh, should be able to go. I, just, I don't know. That's a lot of points. I may, uh, I may place a small little wager there on the Hawks. The Browns could start Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, he's taking the first-team reps right now. Yeah. They said they promoted him to QB2, but um, DTR. Yeah, they're playing the Rams. Yeah, DTR is battling concussion syndrome or syndromes or symptoms. Syndromes. Syndromes, s- symptoms with a syndrome. Like someone else is, too. And then P.J. Walker just sucks. Yeah, he's terrible. So, you know you've stepped in it when uh, you're having to call on Joe Flacco to bail your ass out. <clears throat> Watch Flacco just rip it up, <laughs> carry him to the Super Bowl. Well, Josh Dobbs did it for two weeks, and everyone was like, oh, Josh Dobbs is the greatest. Uh, no, he's not, and neither is Joe Flacco. Hey, everybody has bad games. Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco, That sir. is true. Right. Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco. At one point, the highest paid player in the NFL. Bleacher Report reports, as uh, they tend to do, it's right in their name, Chargers coach Brandon Staley will be let go after the season, barring a miracle down the stretch. <laughs> so he's just he's just no a, way. He's a just a walking dead coach at this point. Yep. Needs a miracle. And he's not gonna get it. No. Uh, they're getting ready to play oh, they play the Patriots. I was looking at the lines today because getting ready for Hugh. And we didn't talk much NFL with him, but um <laughs> do you know what the Chargers Patriots spread is? Is it a touchdown ish? Six. The pa- the Chargers are favored by six. That's how crappy the the stupid Patriots are. Patriots are so bad. They're so bad. So incredibly bad. And yet I might bet them. The uh, charged on the stretch, they got the Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. Can you say that slower? Yeah. They got the Patriots, mm-hmm. Broncos. Okay. Twice. Raiders, Bills, and Chiefs. Yeah, see, they... The Miracles. Yeah, coming. they're toast. Aaron Rodgers. His 21-day practice window has opened. He is off the IR, only 79 days removed from a torn Achilles. I am having a hard time processing this. If he plays, they said he's targeting the end of December. It's like December 24th. They have a game. If he plays in that game, that will be the most miraculous thing I've ever seen as far as an injury comeback. This does not happen. It's crazy. And they and they were showing clips of him today. He's... Yes. He's dropping back and throwing balls. He has cleared for football activity. So, wow. I mean, I I still think that I, I, they may not be in contention, and if they're not, why come back and risk it? But, dude, this is amazing. His other Achilles has the opportunity to do the funniest thing in one ever. It does happen a lot when guys rehab from one. They blow the other they one. They blow the other one. But I, know, I wouldn't call that funny. No, it'd be like... It's objectively funny for him to like rush back, do everything and then that blow he out can the other to one? blow out the other one. I don't. You can't find any humor in that. Sir. I can't. I, that's uh, heartbreaking. But at the I same time, I, I, just, I would not funny. laugh. Uh, New York, by the way, four and seven. Um, okay, so uh, transfer portal. We've got several guys jumping in the portal. Uh, all the quarterbacks here. We've got Duke QB Riley Leonard. Now Riley Leonard. A lot of people thought it was an NFL guy, like a first-round NFL guy. He got hurt. He was chipped up. Didn't have the year that he was uh, was hoping for. So he's going to come back. Riley Leonard is like a lot of people think Notre Dame um, would be a landing spot for him. That's a big deal right there. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Yep. Arkansas QB KJ Jefferson enters the portal. He was preseason All SEC. He has 67 tutties thus far. Not this year, but in yeah. his career. 
Uh, Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall enters, and Jonathan Smith loses another from his new QB room. Michigan State freshman Caton Hauser has entered the portal. He started seven games for Sparty. I think, what, three quarterbacks now, I believe, at Michigan State have all entered the portal? Van Dyke, the Miami quarterback, he entered yesterday. There's a couple big receivers. Um, it, it's The, the portal is going to be absolutely crazy. And who was it? Uh, I think it was Matt Rule that said, for a good uh, portal quarterback, it's a million to a million and a half or yeah. even two. That's what he said. So it's just... It's out there. This is the cost. If you want any of 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 the names, like I'll bet you Riley Leonard. I bet you that's closer to three um, to land a kid like well, that. Could he go to A and M? Because didn't his coach go to A and M? Yeah, but I think a lot of people think that Notre Dame is the is the fit there. So, but yeah, he did go to A and M. A and M would certainly be in the market for. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That, I think I'd personally rather choose A&M, but maybe he's His coach got, probably didn't want him. I don't think tired of him. I don't think that's the case. What a bum. Yeah. I think he'll be playing five. six or seven games this year. Hot Five at Five brought to you by Victor Rico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at VictorRico's.com. We by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080, The Fan. All right, up next, what does Joey Harrington think is going on with Michael Penix? Uh, he will join us for his weekly chat 10 minutes from now. Um, I was just looking at the odds to make the college football playoff, mm-hmm. the updated odds. So we're, it's down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, there's only six teams, really. Um, Seven. Well, Ohio State isn't. Well, they're eight. Oh, they put them at eight? No, I'm saying there are seven, and Ohio State would be the eighth. Okay. You're you're leaving out. I don't know who you're leaving out, but you're missing one. So there are seven that really have a realistic chance. Uh, Oregon, Washington. Yeah. Georgia, Alabama. Michigan, Texas, and Florida State. I was leaving out Texas. I kind of You forget about the horns. I forget about the horns sitting in there. It's just like... They haven't looked very good. They, they, you know, they have the loss, um, you know, to uh, in, in Bedlam, but they got their quarterback back, and they do have right now probably the best well, no, win. Wait, Bedlam? They Bedlam is oh no, Oklahoma, I'm sorry, uh, the State. Red River 
the Red River, yeah. whatever. Yeah, they, they lost, lost to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma yeah. State beat Oklahoma in Bedlam. Right. But you, you sit there like Texas and you kind of forget about them, and the Big 12 hasn't been that interesting this year. And even Texas fan doesn't really believe in Texas. They kind of think that they're a bit of a fraud. And so Texas and Florida State are both sitting there as an undefeated and a one-loss team, and everyone's just kind of poo-pooing them. Everyone's kind of shoving them aside. I mean, I've listened to people debate saying that if Florida State ekes by Louisville, Florida State shouldn't be allowed to be in there because they're not one of the best four. They'll be undefeated. They'll be 13-0, and and there's still going to be people that don't think they belong. Yeah, I, and I understand that because of the quarterback situation. Yeah. But uh, that's insane. I mean, if Florida State wins, they're in, yes. period, and should be. They're undefeated. Yes. So those seven, and then Ohio State is the eighth, but they're, I was looking at these, they have a percentage odds. They're at 1.3%. I don't know in what world that they they would have a scenario. And by the way, they have every reason to be pissed. I mean, when, when you look at, at their resume versus other people's, it's better than most. They have the best loss of anyone in the country. They have a... a, a, a Single uh, a, a single loss against uh, what the number two team in the country on the road by a sliver just like Oregon, and yet Oregon gets a chance to redeem theirs because of the no division thing. Meanwhile, Ohio State loses that one game on kind of the last play on that interception there, and now Ohio State is basically just irrelevant. They're out of it. They have every reason to be upset. They're really good. Yeah, but it's just you know yeah, I mean the way I don't it is. I don't feel bad for them. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I don't either. It's like finally the Big Ten and the SEC may not get the the, the nod. Yeah, to me this is playing out. I mean you can kind of see where this is this is going. You've got seven teams for four spots, and there's it's it's it all falls in line if the favorites win. Yeah. So Georgia plays Alabama. Georgia wins, they're in. Mm-hmm. Or the or you could just say the winner of that game is in. The SEC champ will be in. Yep. Oregon plays Washington, the winner will be in. <coughs> Michigan wins, they're in. Yep. There's three spots. And then the fourth spot is Florida State if they win. And if they don't, then it's Texas. Yeah. Outside me. of that, you need some weird stuff to happen. The committee wants nothing more, and it would be the easiest thing for the four 12-0 teams just to win, and it takes yeah. care of itself. Exactly. This is the first year that I think you may get some real uh, anger. Because in, in years past, this always solves itself. I remember the one year the Big 12 got job. remember when they didn't play a conference title game, and TCU and Baylor both got let out. But no one really believed that those were great teams. You know, there was a year that Cincinnati got in, Michigan State got in, and there was some debate, but their resume allowed them to get in versus arguably some better teams. But again, no one really felt bad about it. There's a chance this year that a really good team, a, a really good one-loss conference champ, gets the, the yeah. scroogey. And and that's 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 going to be tough. I mean, think about this. Georgia, who's won whatever it is, like 30 straight games in a row, 29, 30 games, defending two-time defending national champs there's a chance that if they lose to alabama they don't get in and they're going to sit there and you're going to tell them that they're not one of the best four teams in the country and other one loss teams maybe two other one loss teams are better it's going to be hard pill for people to swallow but yeah but they're going to have to swallow it it's just the way i don't know if they are it's just the way that (laughs) (laughs) georgia carries georgia carries a lot of weight they're not getting it if georgia loses they're not getting in, depending on what else happens. All I'm saying is I, I could see a scenario where if Georgia lost by a field goal, 
or a you know something you know they pull a, a an iron bowl right Milrow throws a fourth and goal from the 31 and and Georgia loses on something like that I can see a scenario where they look at at Texas or Oregon as a one loss conference champ and say no we're putting Alabama and Georgia in I don't think that's going to happen no way but especially with Texas wouldn't shock me one bit no. if it happened it would shock me I Oregon is is Oregon right now is in the same conversation as Georgia and Michigan. Yeah, but they're not. Well, but they are. Well, they are. They're, they're not, in the same they're conversation. Not, they're not Georgia. And I don't believe anyone well, in that room believes that they are. I think there's a lot of people that think that they are a top two or three team in the country. It's the difference between that and being Georgia and the resume uh, that they have built yeah. over the last you got to win your years. league. You got to win your league, but you don't because we've seen we've seen non-conference champs get in this year. You do because. Every single power, well, the power four now, champs are all right. Or they're all they're all in this. Yeah, and that's that's what's unique about it is that sometimes there's a two loss champ that's not that's not considered. Yeah, uh, but in this instance, you you still have one, two. You still have four teams undefeated. Yep, that's that's where it's different. So yes, in a, in a normal year, Georgia being one loss non SEC champ can make a very very strong case. If chalk holds except for Georgia, Alabama, Georgia doesn't have much of a case because they did not win the SEC. We know that they're one of the top four teams in the country, but that's not what this is. It's not the top. It's not the four best. It's the four most deserving based on the protocol that they lay out and conference championship will be the decider for that committee. So I actually I actually feel like this is not going to be that hard for them unless you get that real chaotic scenario one of which is if Iowa beats Michigan oh boy yeah then so I don't so know. I don't oh know boy. what you do so let's say Florida State loses let's let's say Florida State loses uh and and Oregon beats Washington and Iowa beats Michigan and even throw in a, a wrench of Alabama beating Georgia <laughs> now now pick your four I don't know I don't think Louisville can't get in uh, they beat they'll be a one loss team they're not getting in the, the the big one would be somehow if Iowa were to win, then I don't know what the hell you do. I really don't because they've loved Michigan all year, and Michigan sitting there as a one loss team, but isn't a conference champ. I I don't I don't. Could know what it you do. then be Oregon, Alabama, <laughs> Texas, and Florida State? I, I Michigan and Georgia both lose and don't go. It would be. <laughs> All I know is we've never had it be like we always talk about all these scenarios, but at the end of the year, you're right in that it usually ends up being not that hard. So history would tell us that this isn't going to be chaotic. But one of these years, one of these years, it has to be one of these years. It's going to get screwy because after and and maybe it's this one because it's fitting because it's the last one. Because after this, this is the only downside. They're all in. This is the only downside I will say to the 12 team playoff. And I think Herb Street was talking about this day a little bit, too. And the four-team playoff is, is, is better than it was, is better than the two, and is better than the old stupid <clears throat> BCS system. And the 12 would be better than four. The one downside is it's true. At the end of the year, some of these games, like last, last week, the, the uh, Ohio State-Michigan game was amazing because that was basically an elimination game. Next year, yeah, it's bragging rights, but it really doesn't matter because both are guaranteed to be in. It'll be a bye game, though, and that could be a big deal when it comes to getting healthy yeah. and moving forward. Oregon-UW won't won't matter because both are in. 
That I mean, it's just there there will be an element of that. Conference championship games, yeah, they're kind of important, but Look, the end of the year is not going to be... You will sacrifice the final three weeks of the season and conference title games. You will have to sacrifice the significance of that from a major, major standpoint. But the trade-off for that will be you get the 12-team playoff and we get all those great games at the end. But there will be sacrifices that made because some of these games that used to be must-see TV aren't going to be. They're going to be like, ah, oh, who cares? Yeah, it's seeding, but, you know... So yeah, do you it's want? Bi, but it's it's fine. We're both in. You want the twelve teamer if it were this year? Yeah, I would love the twelve teamer because so, the first four buys, right? Yeah, so four teams get buys are Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. Yeah. So Georgia would play the winner of eight nine Alabama Missouri. Okay. Uh, Florida State in that half of the bracket would play the winner of Oregon Tulane five twelve. I think the duckies like that. <laughs> Washington would play the winner of Ohio State Ole Miss 6-11 and then Michigan would play the winner of Texas Penn State 7-10. So you could have Georgia Alabama, Florida State Oregon, Washington Ohio State, Michigan v Texas. See? And that's phenomenal, but it does sacrifice the Oregon Washington game, the Ohio State game, the all those like Georgia, Alabama, the, those the, the 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 critics are right that it will neuter the end of college football big time, and it's even going to neuter some during the regular season. Again, that Washington Oregon game felt so big; it was such a big deal. But there was always that ah, they'll get them at the end, right? Just take care of business. That will be that will be more common than than ever when you play those games. Now it's gonna it'd be like the NFL. Oh, we lost in week three, and, you know, that kind of stinks. But, oh, we'll see him at the end of the year. Oh, two losses, no big deal. We'll see him at the end of the year. I'm all for the 12-team playoff, but be prepared. There will be some people that are going to be bitching and moaning because that's the reality of the regular season. It becomes very much watered down. Okay. I, I still think, though, that some games are going to count. Like, that Oregon State-Oregon game would actually have counted more yes. next year because yeah. it would have been right. for the yeah. playoff. So I think games will count. It just might not be like Ohio State-Michigan, which would be for the bye. It would be more yeah, of the Oregon State's Louisville. Oregon yeah. State versus Arizona this year. Yeah. That game all of a sudden gets ratcheted up yeah. or, you know, yeah. what have you. So games are still going to matter. It's just going to be a little different. Yeah. yeah, it will be the 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 middle of the road. Not middle of the road, but, you know, the, the third team in the conference. The third best team in the conference. Those games at the end of the year will take on bigger significance. And the top teams... You, you'll be fine. All right, who's going to be in the college football playoff? Go. Uh, Michigan. Okay. I'm still going to say Georgia. Until someone beats Georgia, it's Georgia. I think Alabama can beat them, but look, they haven't lost in, in three years. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Florida State. Okay, so chalk. I think chalk. Well, other than, yeah, I guess Oregon, is the, Oregon is the favorite. Yeah. yeah. I got a sneaky suspicion Florida State goes down. To Louisville? And then it would be Texas. Yeah. Texas gets in. Unless Bama beats Georgia. I've seen and, and I've seen Louisville play a couple times this year. And, look, I, it's not like I, I'm going to pretend that I've watched them ten times. I've seen them play two, two and a half. <clears throat> I just have never really been yeah. impressed. All I, Dude, I haven't even seen them play. And Florida State. All I'm going off of is Florida State does not have their quarterback. Yep. And the odds makers are telling us this is a tight football game. Yeah. 
two and a half. Yep. That tells me everything I need to know that this is, I don't know. I, I Florida State, they deserve it if they win. No question, but... You know, I mean, that's the that's the closest line yeah. of any of these yeah. by a lot. And usually, this weekend you get teams pummeling their opponents because they're making statements for this tournament. Mm-hmm. So Florida State only being favored by two and a half over Louisville, they that's that's a neutral field, yeah, toss up. Well, and and Rodemaker so in the 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 game against Florida. He, he was like twelve of like he was like twelve of, of twenty five. He didn't throw a touchdown. Florida sucks. Florida sucks. So I I, and I they think ran we're, the ball. They were conservative. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with Florida State being okay without um, Jordan Travis because of that win. Yeah, give him credit for that win. But dude, I don't know. I don't. So then it would be Texas. Yeah, jumping in there. So you'd have Georgia, Texas, and then Michigan, Oregon would be the two three. I can't wait. I'm excited for the... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The, I'm excited for these these championship games, and more importantly, go Iowa, 23 and a half, and the under. We're all about punts. Let's go, Hawkeyes. All right, coming up next, Joey Harrington will preview Oregon-Washington. Uh, that's when we get back. All right, Fridays with Joey Harrington are now basically Wednesdays with Joey Harrington because, well, I mean, look, we don't work on Fridays anymore. Right. It's a short week again. Uh, apparently, Rob doesn't work on, uh, on the other day either. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Rough Wednesday for you. We saw the fear in the eyes. Yeah, it, little, was, it was legit. A little touch and go. Sorry yeah. I missed you, uh, but I'm glad to be able to talk to you today. How are you, sir? Uh, I, I'm good. Just just confirming everything is uh, everything solid on your end? <laughs> yeah. Keyword there being solid. Yeah. Buttoned up. Yep. All right. Yep. Good. It was only, All right, uh, moving on. That was only about a half a day, so it was fine. I had a theory. I had a theory that mm-hmm. uh, that Souk did not necessarily subscribe to. I think, you know, while it wasn't on purpose, that it was ben- beneficial in that you got everything cleaned out before yeah. <laughs> the big meal on Thanksgiving. No, that's not a bad theory. I did have a good Thanksgiving. I woke up Thursday and was fine. But then 
Friday and Saturday, I went down hard and I was sick. Well, your so. body truly is a, it's, it's weird. It's a mesmerizing It's a treasure, yes. but it's, it's a little weird. Again, again, here's my theory. You clean things out before the meal. Mm-hmm. After the meal, your body realizes, hey, I have an entire weekend of college football yeah. to watch starting on Friday, and I'm going to force myself to go down and not let anybody else give an excuse on why I need to be up and doing chores around the house. Not bad. Smart body. Yeah. I mean, look, your body, it basically, Rob's like a Lamborghini. It's beautiful <laughs> to look at. It's exotic. Yeah. It goes fast. But you know what? It's in the uh, shop a lot. Noises come out the back end. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, I guess by a lot, this has to be the biggest Oregon-Washington game ever, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Took a minute to think about that one. But um, I don't know that. I mean, we had this conversation during the regular season because for so long, this rivalry, you know, was 20 years one way and 20 years, you know, 20 years after that, it went the other direction. So, yeah, it's never really been much of a game with the exception of maybe like a year, like that one year in 2000 when, you know, Tui came to Hudson. But, um, yeah, twice in one year now, we have two of the biggest games for for this rivalry. And, and this has to – ironic that this is the biggest game of this rivalry and it's the last game of the Pac-12. Yeah, and it's for a spot in the playoffs. Well, yeah. I think I saw that this is – you can make the argument that this is the biggest game in Pac-12 history. Uh, I think it was like 1970. It's like 73, 75, something like that. The last time we had two top five teams in the Pac-12 play. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you, you think about, <laughs> you got to go back a no. ways to get that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like 1970 something where two top five teams played each other. And then this one is not just for the actual Pac-12 championship, but it's more than likely a, a well, for one and, and the other one, it feels like it's all but but guaranteed a shot in the college world playoff. You can make a strong case. This is the biggest game in Pac-12 history, and it's the last. I'm calling bull on that, and I'm going straight to Aaron Rodgers against USC. I'll look it up. Aaron Rodgers, number two in the country at Cal with Jeff Tedford, and they lost. Remember that game <laughs> yeah. against USC? Yeah, I remember that. They that. lost right at the end. I swear, S- I mean, Aaron, uh, Cal was number two. SC had to be in the top ten. I, no, not top ten. I said top five. I, I, I saw it today on Twitter. Uh, I forget who it was, but it was a, a national writer. That had it, so I mean, I mean, maybe he didn't. has to be right. I I will. Uh, all I got those my phone writers here. Are, are always right. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what I've learned through the years: is all mm-hmm. journalists are, are right correct. at all the at uh, at all times. At all times, okay. I'm backing off of my I'm backing off of my stance that it's top five. I don't know where SC was specifically, still. but I'm guessing still. Man, that's incredible. Yeah, it's a big. Yeah, yeah. That that puts it's it in perspective. One. Um, what do you think is going on with Michael Penix, Joey? Oh boy. Um, who wasn't prepared to answer this? Um, I don't know, and I don't want to speculate. Um, Something though. Yeah. Seems it. I I I, I would say. Boy. As somebody who has been through the ups and downs and the pressure of collegiate and NFL football, um, it looks to me from the outside that something else is going on. Um, And we 
very quickly, you, you've taken me in a very uh, different direction than the screw the Huskies. Um, you know, this is a huge rivalry game. Um, but I, I hope, I hope that, um, I hope that he's, he's, he's good. I, I think I'll, I'll just put it like that. Um, I, I hope that he is, is good. Um, because I think we all want to see, look, as much as we hate, you know, we hate the Huskies, we hate the Beavers, like as sports fans, we want to see fantastic games and, you know, I don't care who you are, uh, unless you're a bit, uh, unless you're, unless you're a bit deranged, you don't ever wish ill upon the person, um, you know, you can hope their team loses and, and, you know, and, you know, and their stadium burns down in a fiery mess, but, you know, you don't ever want to wish ill upon people. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll just kind of leave it at that. You caught me up, man. There are very few times when you catch me off guard. You caught me off guard with that one. How did you know that wasn't coming? I mean, you know, that it's a big topic. I mean, not that you have to talk more about it. I'm just, you know, you shouldn't have been yeah, caught off guard by that. Well, that's that, that's true. I think it's the way that you framed it. I, I, I think that um, I think it's fair to say that Michael Penix, over the first half of this season, um, was one of the top three, and and arguably better than Bo, um, you know, for, for the first six games of this season. From that point when Oregon lost to Washington, um, while Michael Penix has been a fantastic quarterback, he's come back to earth a, bit, a little bit. And there have been moments where um, where I've watched him that have made me wonder what else is what else is going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same here. All right, well, who would you... Okay, let's take peak Penix, peak Knicks. You have to win one game. Which guy do you choose? I choose Knicks. Because even in... See, see here, well... Yes, I choose Knicks. Because I can't take... I can't take Penix, take peak Penix, without taking into consideration the the Valley. Right? You you say peak... Like, it, it, it... I can't separate the two right now, right? Okay. Peak Knicks is like the the what's the standard deviation or like the difference between peak Knicks and Valley Knicks is like <laughs> what was Valley Knicks? Two forty five and three touchdowns on seventy four percent completions and then getting pulled at the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Like that was his worst game. Like Valley Penix is two picks in the first half and Weekend one out against Arizona State, fifteen to seven. That's true. Bo Nix has been literally impeccable, with the exception of about a drive or two against Washington State, and maybe a drive or two uh, at the end of the SC game. Like, if I'm going to pick one person based on the body of work and say I have one drive to go win it, I'm picking Bo because I know exactly what I'm going to get. Okay, peak Nix, peak Mariota. Ooh. That's a tougher one. Don't you don't you put that evil on me? Peak Joey Harrington. Have a peak Joey Harrington. That's what you should take. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's an easy question because again, <laughs> I fall into I'm worse than a Penix oh, uh, peaks and valley. No, 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 no. Seriously, against like, it, it's this conversation that we we've had before against Arizona State. I threw four. You know, every year I go for like four and a quarter and six touchdowns, but then against Oregon State, I'd barely crack a hundred yards and wouldn't throw a touchdown. Like peak me was, 
you know, was phenomenal. But Valley me? Oh, man. It's the conversation that, that Bilotti would have in the tunnel with me. Like, you know, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter to start playing well. Like, <laughs> there would be stretches where I would suck. But for whatever reason, fourth quarter came around and it's like, ah, all right, cool. Let's go win this. See, like I, I would take peak bow because again, there is no, you know, exactly what you're getting all the time. I would take peak Marcus and it's no fault of bows. It's by design. I would take Marcus because of the ability to run and they don't ask Bo to run. He certainly can. But that, okay, that's, that was going to be my response. Is like, he can. Bo ran, what did Bo, Bo run for last year? Yeah, he, he runs. Bo ran for 700 yards last year, didn't he? Look, you're talking about what I believe is going to be a debate between two Heisman Trophy can or two Heisman Trophy winners because I think Bo's going to win it. And so you're asking me to to make a very very uh, tough decision, and I'm going with the guy that was more willing to tuck the ball and run, and against the uh, against better opponents, his ability to move around, not that Bo can't, but his willingness to, I'm taking Marcus by a sliver. And and I would make and I'm not making a choice here, but I would make the argument simply for argument's sake that Bo is a better pure passer than Marcus was. Yeah, that I can Marcus see that. was such a was such a threat, and he was a significantly more accurate passer than than Marcus was. A lot of Marcus's completion percentage, you know, were those you know was quick tempo, bam, ball out of his hands. And yeah. Bo this year especially, if you had to say what is one thing that Bo has to improve on after last season to improve his draft stock or to make him a better quarterback, it's his ability to, to sit in the pocket and, and throw the ball accurately mid-range down the f- and down the field. And what do you think he's done this year? Yeah. Oh, God, has he done that? Yeah, you think he's... So, a, I, you yeah. know, I'd flip, I'd flip it on you. Is he a top... He's a top 10 pick, isn't he? I mean, he... he... Every, every mock that I've seen has him going in the top 10. I've seen a lot of them where he's like five and six. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I, look, I got, I got too many... There are these... There's too many what if about him's going on right now? Like, is Bo the best ever? Is this team the best ever? Well, well, look, you, you got to get through a PAC 12 championship and then you got to get a Heisman trophy. And then you got to get through a college football, you know, CFP semifinal. And then you got to get to a championship game. I'm, I got four hypothetical situations right there. I'm, I can barely even look at, I can't yeah. look at a box yeah. draft at it, this point. It's, Come I on. know it's a good, it's a decent point that, <laughs> it's kind of all just now starting, right? Like you're only just now opening the gate to what you really wanted. And you, you did a lot to get to this gate, but it's not even, you're right. There's a, there's a lot that lies ahead. Let's, um, let's take a break. We're with Joey Harrington here early because uh, we're not on on Friday because of course the Oregon Washington game will be on the fan. Uh, When we come back, we will uh, talk to Joey about where his eyes will be and what the keys to this game are against Washington in the Pac-12 championship uh, that is right after this, courtesy of Mods PDX on 1080 The Fan. This is Pac-12 Championship Week on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we are back with Joey Harrington. Okay, so the first, well, the last two matchups have been um, shockingly close. Do you expect this matchup Friday, Oregon, Washington to be as close? No, I don't. And in the same breath that I, that I said last week against Oregon state was going to be a three touchdown win. I I think this is, I I think this is a 38, 21 type of game. I I, I do. Um, I don't know. That may be somewhat controversial, but I, I don't know the way Oregon is playing. Look, this is, this comes down to one, not even one side of the ball, one 
section of the team for me. Oregon is going to run the football. Oregon is going to throw the football. If you shut, if you try and shut down the run, then Bo goes loose. If you try and shut down Bo, then you, you know, you just jam it up their gut like they did last game uh, with with Bucky and, and Jordan James. Defensively, they're going to get to Penix. This front seven is is fantastic. They've shown it all year. They show that it's not just one player. It's Dorless. It's Birch. It's Uyunglele. It's the linebacker. Like this is this is a this is arguably. And I had this conversation again with someone the other day, like they were talking about the 2019 defense. I think it was and the defense with Haloti. This is as good a defense as I, as I can remember in my lifetime with for, for Oregon. Like I saw that they were, what was it? 1960 something that, that this is the lowest scoring average since then. Like this, this defense has been phenomenal. This is going to come down in my mind to the secondary. You can't give up 320 and four touchdowns. You can't give up back shoulder balls to to Odunze. You can't you can't allow the other receivers to make plays. Like and it, and it doesn't have to be a complete lockdown, but it's got to be a pick or two. It's got to be a knocked. It's it's got to be a, def, a deflection on third down. It's got to be it's got to be making a big play at a big time to to create some momentum. Because if Penix and Odunze can get rolling then this is another 35-35 game. If the secondary can make a couple plays, and like I said, it doesn't have to. You don't got to hold them to, you know, 175 and two picks. You just got to – you can't keep – you can't let them throw four touchdowns. You got to make a play or two. And when they do that, you put the ball back in the most consistent quarterback's hands in the country, and just like he did against Arizona State, literally every single time he touched the ball against Arizona State, he scored a touchdown. Like you, this offense has been so prolific in scoring points when they have the ball. If you can stop Penix through the air once or twice, I think that's the difference in the game. Yeah, we were we were talking earlier, and I, I said really the only matchup that I can look at and say that favors Washington, um, and I think it's a dicey one at that because I I've been saying for a month and a half something's wrong with Penix is the receivers versus DBs. UW's receivers, especially McMillan's healthy against Oregon's DBs, that's a mismatch. Washington has a big advantage. But if Penix can't get him the ball, it's not so much of a mismatch. But there's not another position, including the O-line, who I really like Washington's O-line. It's excellent. There's a couple NFL guys in there. But I don't think there's another group on the field that I would take UW's over Oregon's. But at the same time, I've said that the last two years and UW's beat them. So, but from an X's and O's standpoint, but, but, there's, but here, there, but there's not a lot. Thing, Here's the thing. The reason they beat him last time is because Penix went for 325 and four touchdowns. Yeah, and if he can't do it, then, you know, I'm, I'm with you. And they don't win. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the question. Oregon's front seven versus Washington's offensive line. Who do you take? Yeah, the, it's Oregon. The, the, like I said, Oregon wins every matchup. Right, Oregon's offensive line versus versus Washington's front seven. You take Oregon. Yeah. Oregon's skill position uh, players versus Washington's secondary. Like literally at every single position group you take Oregon mm-hmm. except for potentially that that group of wide receivers from Washington and that's no slide on Oregon's secondary. It's just that they're really 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 good. Yep. And Oregon's secondary has got to come up and make it, it's it's not you don't got to lock them down for for 60 minutes. Just make three or four big plays, and that's going to flip the game. Jonathan Smith left. Did you see that? Yeah. Does that make you sad? 
Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time? <laughs> well, it. Trent Bray, you know, Trent Bray came out today and he said Smith leaving uh, didn't sit right with him yeah. in how he left. He energized. It, it's been a weird 72 hours for Beaver fan. It went from worst day in program history, everything's dead, and then Martinez said he was coming back and Trent Bray got hired, and all of a sudden Beaver fan is right back to we're going to be in the cultural playoff next year. It, it's... I, I, it's it's been but a. Are, uh, but are it, they going to be in the college football playoff? Is the 12 seed? No, they're because, not. Like, as as the as the highest ranking group of five. Like th- that's that's the point. Is no, they're not. But you know, I'm just I'm just saying that it's it's funny how quickly a fan base can go from highs to lows, and really nothing much changed. Uh, you know, Martinez staying and, and Bray yeah. being hired. You know, is that enough to to tilt anyone's fortunes? And we don't know what Trent Bray is going to do. I'm just saying that sometimes you make a hire and it stabilizes a fan base. And I'm telling you, this has stabilized the fan base, whether it's it's Fine. fool's gold it or not. Stabilize all you want with the fan base, yeah. but it doesn't change the situation that Oregon State no. and Washington State sit in. No, they have no conference. They have no money. They have nobody to play next year. And they're likely, very likely, going to be competing against the Colorado States and the UNLVs and the San Diego States and, and Air Force. And, you know, and, and, and they're going to be in that group of five conversation. And, and I think for me, the fact that Jonathan Smith left, I don't blame him. Right? I like. I, I, I get it. In the same way that I, I wanted Oregon to stay in the Pac-12, but I don't blame them for going to the Big Ten because that's the that's the reality of college football. And if you don't adapt, you die, right? Um, Jonathan Smith made he made the smart choice. It may not have been the the emotional choice, or it may not have been the choice that people wanted and maybe and honestly I, I would venture to say it made it wasn't the choice that he wanted to make in the same way that we didn't want the Pac-12 to break up but sometimes you have to make a choice you see the writing on the wall and you got to you know choose between two bad things do I do I stay relevant in college football and and try and fulfill my dream of coaching a team to a national championship or do I stick with a program that's been at you know my alma mater that has been loyal to me, and do I stay loyal to them even though the the future looks like they're going to be relegated into irrelevance? Uh, th- those are two bad choices if if I'm looking at it. Well, enjoy the game on Friday, Jay Joseph, and I will. We're back next week, so no vacations yet. We'll talk to you next week, okay? No vacations. Where am yeah. I going to go? He's well, talking about him. We're talking about us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've got, you know, I mean, got sometimes it. in December we disappear. Yeah, we, we, you know. Yeah. I'm on crutches still. People are asking yeah. me, are you going to Vegas? you going to the game? I was like, dude, I can barely get down the stairs, <laughs> let alone go to the airport. So I'm not going anywhere. I got no vacations anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of nice sometimes. Yeah, you know, you don't have to do anything. There's no expectation to do anything. You just sit around and get down to Mexico and do that Aaron Rodgers treatment. What are you doing? Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're assuming that I still am coming back to play. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Suk, I'm trying to walk. I'm not trying. I ain't trying to play NFL football anymore. I uh, so yeah, he he goes down and does the whole stem cells and all that stuff down there, in Mexico, like the Joe Rogan place. I looked into that because I'm looking at stem cells for my knees, and to go down there and have your knees treated, it was thirty grand. <laughs> Uh, they, oh. yeah, they, they make it sound like it's just like why doesn't everyone go down there and do that why and then, doesn't everyone go down <laughs> yeah like they make it sound like yeah this is this is great like if, if you've got pain just head down there they take care of it and they walk you through the whole process takes about like 45 minutes they talk to you and at the end they hit you up with <laughs> yeah we started about 30 g's and then uh you know it goes up from there <laughs> like you said <laughs> You you said Joe Rogan, and I immediately thought of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and maybe we could just leave it on this. Hey, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, there's one thing you may not know about me. I smoke rock. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so, yeah, you're good luck healing your right. like the rest of us. Head up. See what happens in Mexico. All right, we're out of here. <laughs> Take care. See ya. All right, that's Joey Harrington, courtesy of Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Let's get to the club. Coming up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 